There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to episode number 10 of the Scottish History Podcast. My name is Owen Innes and I'll first of all start with a little apology. Today's episode is going to be fairly short. Uh, the reason being is just, uh, again, time has caught up with me. I'm supposed to be starting a new job, uh, believe it or not, later on this evening. So I uh, have been working on getting that all sorted out and um, time's just gone on from me. However, we are going to be continuing on from where we left off. So and actually, the way in which I've written this particular episode is to set up the next two or three episodes. We are continuing about talking about the Jacobites. Today I'm going to be telling you about the early part of Bonnie Prince Charlie's story from when he was born up until he eventually arrived in Scotland for the first time. Unfortunately, that story is kind of short. The next episode uh, will probably be fairly short as well as we lead up to the Battle of Culloden. As April is approaching... The 16th of April is the anniversary of the Battle of Culloden, which is ultimately where this story will not technically end, but where Prince Charlie's story um, starts to end. There will be another wee bit from there. So today we're going to be covering his early part in the following episode. Uh, We're going to be looking at from his arrival in Scotland leading up to the Battle of Culloden and then the week of the battle, which is about two, three weeks from now. That's where we're going to be talking about the battle itself. And then on the day of the battle, uh, on the anniversary, I'll give you a little bonus episode, why not? So we're going to start today talking about Bonnie Prince Charlie. Let's get into it. So Bonnie Prince Charlie, also known as Charles Edward Louis John Casimir Sylvester Severino Maria Stuart, was born at the Palazzo Muti in Rome on the 31st of December in 1720, almost 300 years ago. He was the son of James Francis Edward Stuart, who we know as King James VIII of Scotland and Third of England, or the Old Pretender by the anti-Jacobites, and a Polish princess called Clementina Sobieski. Growing up, Charles' parents adored them, said to be a very attractive young boy and very energetic and enthusiastic, which would eventually lead to his nickname later on in life. His parents also, of course, ensured he had the best upbringing, but was also brought up with the idea that one day Charles would be the person to restore the Stuarts back to the throne of Britain. To ensure this, they made sure that Charles could communicate with anyone in Europe that he would encounter. He learned to speak Italian, English, Scots, Gaelic, French, Spanish and Latin fluently. They also took steps in ensuring he could read military textbooks from a very young age and that he was of course familiar with the stories of Scotland, 
mainly the stories of William Wallace and Robert the Bruce. Charles's first experience of warfare was as a 13-year-old at the Siege of Gaeta, which took place uh, in what we now know as Naples in Italy in 1734. Charles at the time, as a 13-year-old boy, was commended for his bravery shown whilst under heavy gunfire. The following year, in 1735, Charles's mother Clementina passed away. In 1744, France and England declared war on each other. Jacobites in Scotland believed that now would be a good time to launch another uprising in Britain themselves. James, Charles and Louis XIV of France agreed that now would be a good time for this to happen, as this would cause a diversionary tactic for Louis XV. So it would help Louis XV, but it would also help the Stuarts in Rome. So to that end, Louis XV arranged an invasion fleet at Dunkirk, whilst Charles, disguised as a student and sometimes a cleric, rode safely to Dunkirk from Rome. So the first invasion attempt took place in March 1745, but a British fleet opened fire on the ship and Charles's ship was heavily damaged and forced to return back to France. This, however, only managed to encourage Charles even more. He set out onto the streets of Paris. He pawned all of his and his mother's jewellery and borrowed as much money as he could. With that money, he bought himself three ships. La Dutelle, the Elizabeth and the De Tully. He did request assistance from Louis XV, but was refused after the last failure. Charles and his small fleet set sail on the 5th of July 1745. Shortly afterwards, the Elizabeth, which was carrying half of his army, all of his supplies and all of his gold, was badly damaged and managed to limp back to France. The La Dutelle suffered a very similar fate. However, undeterred by these setbacks, Charles the de Tully and seven of his closest friends he had on board continued to sail and finally landed on the Hebridean island of Eriske on the 23rd of July 1745. Upon his arrival, he sent messages to the surrounding clan chiefs to announce his arrival and requested the Highland clans to rally around him. A local clan chief by the name of Alexander MacDonald came to the prince to announce he would not support Charles and that Charles should return home. At that point, Charles's response was a very simple one. I am come home, sir. So that's it for episode number 10. Again, I really do apologise for it being quite so short. Um, it's amazing that you can do 45 minutes an hour, three hours worth of research and come up with about seven minutes of material in some uh, particular respects but this was very hastily done so I do apologise for that uh, I will get back onto it properly but I want to make sure that content is being put out now every single week you are still able to contact me on places such as Facebook, Twitter, 
on the on the email. So we've got Facebook is just uh, just go to the search bar, search the Scottish History Podcast on Twitter at Scott History Pod. Gmail is Scott History Pod at gmail.com. But this week I also launched a Patreon page. For those of you unfamiliar with what Patreon is, Patreon is basically a way that you can basically donate money to artists and content creators. The reason why I've set up this page is, as I mentioned in episode number nine, right at the end, the podcast does cost me money to put out every single week. So if you please, if you could, the, the podcast is going to remain free. I'm trying not to put adverts. Uh, anywhere near this podcast because as a podcast listener myself I hate it when I'm sitting there listening to something chilling out and then all of a sudden I've got uh, um, an advert for Jay-Z's new album blasting in my ears it's the last thing that I need so I want to keep adverts away from this and the Patreon page is a great way of being able to do that £3 a month, if that's too steep, I might even just reduce it down to £1 a month. Um, Again, if I get 10, 15, 20 people, that's more than enough to cover the costs of the podcast. Any additional funds would be going towards um, equipment. I could be doing with a new microphone stand, for example, but you get the idea. Anyway, rambling on too much. Thank you very much again for listening. Please follow us on Twitter, uh, the Facebook and uh, if you've got any questions, please feel free to send me an email. Um, I could also be interested in doing some form of Q&A. I tried to arrange something on Facebook Live earlier on this week, but my camera didn't work, then my microphone didn't work, and uh, then I ended up just playing around with some of the facial things, facial feature things that you can you can do on it. Um, but if you have any questions, we could do a Q&A um, session, so please feel free to email me, whatever. Um, I've taken up enough of your time anyway so thank you very much for listening I'll see you next week with episode number 11 Even on a budget quality is non-negotiable that's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50-80% to 80% less than similar brands get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks Italian leather jackets and so much more And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.